Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the 415th episode of the Stone Cold Server Podcast. Sandy, do we have a resolution to the luggage? I hope so. We we don't have a resolution to the luggage, but we do have uh, a big, big update on the luggage. So the last time we spoke, we basically landed back in New York uh, without either of our bags Essentially, we, you know, our, the initial flight was going to be delayed and um, and we thought that we were going to miss the connecting flight. So the bags basically got ticketed directly to, um, to Montreal and we were supposed to pick it up at Montreal uh, and then find a new flight home. Uh, but, you know, because the connecting flight also was delayed we essentially sprinted and got home and then we filed uh lost or delayed bags things yada 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 and now so where where are we well uh hammering the refresh button on the like world tracer website where which i think all the airlines use once you file a reference number and then we received the larger of the two bags uh last week which was big because you know my suit was in there, uh, okay. a lot of clothing was in there, a lot of new yeah. clothing that we just bought. I mean, I just bought this new linen suit, and I was not looking forward to treating that as like a single use suit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, what uh, what it is now is that we're still waiting on the. Um, we're still waiting on the smaller of the two checked bags. Uh, the smaller checked bag, we kept getting like identical status updates. Uh, the status updates, whatever was happening to the larger bag was being automatically applied to the smaller bag, which does not make sense. And so when we got the larger bag, I was like, all right, you know, I called again this afternoon and I was like, hey, can you just tell us where this bag is? And actually going back to an earlier call, I uh, was told that don't worry, both bags are at LaGuardia. Only one of them, unfortunately, was already like uh, scanned in and ready for delivery. The other one you're just going to have to wait for the other one to be delivered. It's like, all right, well, if that's the case, you know, all well and good, happy to wait if it's already in LaGuardia. Days go by, no update. And so this today on Sunday, right, I called again and they're like, well, we don't have any uh, recourse for you right now. The best thing for you to do is to like fill out this like delayed bag form, which we already did. And then so it felt like we were sort of uh, given the runaround, right? Now, I will say that LaGuardia on a good day is like 15 minutes from our home. And so I was just like, Caroline, do we just want to go to LaGuardia to the arrivals 
and like just sort of pick up the not pick up but like should we just go and and see if we can get someone like on the uh, and speak to somebody and so we ended up doing that we drove to LaGuardia we parked in the arrivals uh, terminal and then we walked all the way through baggage claim all the way to the sort of the lost bags office and then the woman's like well yeah, we were like, hey, we're told our bag is here. Can you confirm that? And she goes to the back. She goes, you're looking for a black bag? Yeah, I don't have any black bags here. And I go, great. I don't know why the first person on the phone said they were both at LaGuardia. That feels like one of those things where like it's either there or it's not. And you saying it's there is not helpful in any way. You know what I mean? And so yeah, what – and – uh, when I was like, can you just get, when I was calling the, like the actual helpline, I go, Hey, is it possible for you to just like, give me the phone number to the like lost baggage desk directly at LaGuardia or Montreal? This way I don't have to bug you. And they're like, actually, I can't give you that number. That's an internal only number. And it's like, Oh, great. And so when they're like, Oh, you know, we have to call on your behalf. Whether they pick up or not is, like, a thing, apparently, because today, when they called, like, no one's there to pick up. It's like, all right, well, that's, that's not really helpful. Um, and so we we talked to the lady. She's like, I've been trying to call Montreal all day. No one's picking up. It's really frustrating. And maybe it will bring her more luck. And so she calls. We're standing in front of her. And it, it just as it seems like she's about to hang up the call... Or hang up the phone, somebody picks up. And so we get confirmation that our bag is in Montreal. Our bag was essentially tagged as like a bag with no um, reference file, even though that wasn't the case. So it just feels like somebody put the information in incorrectly. And it's still in Montreal. When we left, the guy on the phone said... He is going to go look for it now and then put it on like, you know, push it along because we connected, I hope, on the phone. The woman was like, you know, this is the phone. I mean, this is the bag like reference number. This is the bag tag. You got to put these two together because technically it's being treated as separate things. That's why they're just holding on to it. It's not going anywhere. And so we're hoping that we get that back sooner than later. Nothing is irreplaceable, but it would be a pain in the butt to replace if we were doing the the manifest. Because when you when you do the paperwork online, they ask you to be like, "Hey, put everything that was in the bag. Let us know how much everything was." And it's like around two thousand dollars all in. And it's like, yeah, it took us a lot. Like we took a while to accumulate all that stuff. But if you were to ask us to pay MSRP all at once right now, yeah, it's gonna be something. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's that that whole the whole thing is just ridiculous. I'm sitting here shaking my head the whole time, the whole time because, uh, yeah, I, it, it's ridiculous that it's taking that it's this difficult to get your stuff back to you. Like, right. it's tagged, right? So, realistically, right, all somebody has to do just beep beep scan that thing, right, and then and it yeah. says this is where you're supposed to go. How does it not end up on a plane like the very next day? Exactly. And we're recording this on the 16th. Our flight back was on the 8th. We put in, uh, like, the thing, the the initial ticket was created on the 9th. 
And so this thing has just been essentially just sitting around in Montreal. And it's just like, oh, it's like, can yeah. we can we get it already, essentially? You know what I mean? So it has been an ordeal, I'll say. That's so that's that's, that, that's where we're at. I wish I had better news for you, but uh, it is still ongoing, and it's like I don't know. I don't know when we're going to uh, get a better update. I'll say. Well, I am. I'll, I'll at least say that I am happy that you got that first bag back, and so you're oh, at least yeah. you you got you're partially there, and. Um, you know, if the smaller of the two bags doesn't make it back, at least it's not quite as bad, bad as it could possibly be. Right. I think in the sheer, like, volume of things, uh, it was a lot to get back, thankfully. But, like, Carolyn has a big makeup bag with a lot of stuff. We both have our, like, nice Sonicare toothbrushes that are in that bag. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that cost a pretty penny. We also, uh, what else is in that bag? Let's see. My mouth guard that was $500, dude, is in that bag. And, like, I do not want to go to the dentist and be like, hey, I need another one of these, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're at right now. A lot of uh, fun times. Will I ever want to willingly fly on a Star Alliance airline ever again? Probably not. Um, but you know, it is, it is what it is. Thankfully, thankfully they found it. And and this is one of those things where I don't know if you have it, but like, uh, just putting some sort of tracking device in the, uh, in the bag, just so we can like know for sure. It's nice that we got confirmation now, but it would have been like much nicer if we could have known this a little bit earlier. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's a lesson learned, I'll say. Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm hoping for you, man. I'm absolutely hoping for you. Thanks, bud. Yeah, we, we so, bought air tags recently. Uh, it's sort of like, you know, I, I keep saying, I keep joking. It's like getting, um, a dash cam after you've been in an accident, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, uh. It is what it is. So we are hoping for a quick resolution, I'll say. Uh, so that's that's the bag. Uh, I can tell you a little bit more about a pretty big procedure I got done last week. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear about this one too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have been wearing glasses for like a majority of my life. Uh, I can't even tell you when I didn't wear glasses. It is really as... Is, is really the honest, like, help, more helpful way of putting things. And I got LASIK this past week, which was super fun. Um, and it would, took me, a, a, like, many years to, like, build up the courage to be, like, unwilling and, like, not terrified at the thought of lasers in the eye. But <laughs> what was helpful was the doctor who was going to do it, the ophthalmologist that was going to do it, was referred by Earl and Earl recently got LASIK. His wife recently got LASIK. Um, and he was referred by an, uh, another friend of ours. And so like this doctor has basically seen like all a, a big chunk of our group, which is great. 
And so it, it came down it really pretty quickly. Like once I scheduled the uh, the consultation, uh, we, we moved pretty quickly into the, all right, well, I guess it's time for us to just do the thing. And so the process was, you know, showing up um, and then what I had to do was uh, I had to bring Carolyn because, you know, somebody needed to essentially try to, you know, help me get home. And then when we show up, I was like, you know, paying the, uh, signing the bill, uh, you know, small paperwork stuff, really. Um, And then they gave me uh, Valium to like start to calm me down. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I never had Valium before, but it's basically starting to make me feel a little bit loopy. Uh, And then we're, I'm, I'm led into the room. And they put me, they, they, they tell me to lie down and, uh, they start putting like a, a shower cap on me or a hairnet. I don't know. What's the difference? Um, I'm sure there's a difference. Someone's going to be upset at that. And then I, uh, they started putting these numbing drops in my eyes. And at this point they're like starting to like, it's now starting to feel like it's the real deal where, I can feel like, cause my eyes are now numb and they're telling me to keep my eyes closed. I can feel like the, uh, the thing that I'm laying on is starting to like come up and down a little bit. Like we're, we're feel, I'm feeling the laser, like machine is starting to, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the term when you're like trying to make sure that everything is lined up? Uh, like what do they do with the, uh, uh the smart boards, you know, oh, calibrate. Calibrate, thank you. So yeah, I can feel, I can sense the thing is calibrating, um, and then at this point, dude, they, you know what they do? He puts a freaking like with the numbing drops. What he does is he puts this like big plastic holder thing around my eye socket, and he like freaking I don't want to say jams it in, but he oh, like God. really leans into it. And okay. so the idea is to like keep my eye from moving, and that's the first piece. And then there's another piece that he puts this like click that like sort of clicks into it. And then so that at this point, like he's like, "All right, you know, you're all set. Uh, you're you know the numbing drops are working. The reason why they're they're working is because I'm touching your eye here and here, and you can't feel a thing." And I was like, "Yeah, you're you're you ain't lying. Um, I don't I definitely don't feel anything." And then I, I felt like this, like, vacuum suction, like, work come on. I was like, oh, my God, is this the thing? Is it happening right now? He goes, no, 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 no. We're just, we're just making sure that, like, everything is uh, fully <laughs> in place. And then he goes, all right, look up. And then he goes, and then because my eyes are, like, a little, uh, what's it called? They're, there's a numbing agent. There's, like, another solution in my eyes. Everything is a little, like uh bloomy you know what i mean like all the colors are like all these like rings and it looks like there's droplets in my eyes and then he goes do you see the green light and it's a single green light in the center of like a target circle of red lights and i go yeah i see the okay. green light i'm like i'm like completely loose i'm like fully awake uh my heart rate's definitely coming up he goes he goes he goes don't forget to breathe i i, I feel like you're not breathing i go do, all right are they monitoring your heart rate by the way they're not monitoring my heart rate, but he okay. I think he could just tell that I like he wasn't tell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear panicky. You, yeah, it's like you seem like you're super panicky right now, and I need you to not be panicky. How and much value then, can we give him? Right? 
It didn't seem like a lot of Valium. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> it maxed you out. I also had never taken Valium before, so I'm sure that, like, I didn't need a lot for it to, yeah, like, yeah. have the... Like, you know, it's not like I've been, you know, popping Valium every day. Um, right. And then so he goes, all right, it's about to happen. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you to keep looking at the green light. And then so it starts to go It starts to go down. He goes, look at the green light. Look at the green light. He, like, he says it over and over and over again. He goes, you're doing well. 17 seconds, 14 seconds. Look at the green light. Look at the green light. And then because he kept doing that, I was like, hey, uh, like in between um, – in between the uh, the eyes, I go, hey, I'm sorry if I'm not following directions. I feel like I'm like listening to you. He goes, don't worry. Um, it's very natural for the eye to lose focus immediately. So he goes, if I were to ask you to focus on a dot on the wall, the way that your eyes work is they focus immediately. And then once they've acquired it, they start to like scan around it. So it's my job here to tell you to like keep looking back. And they have a uh, like a high FPS camera with like a hundred frames per second. So he's like, I can see that your eyes are naturally and very normally starting to track away, and it's my job to just bring it back. And I'm, when I say that, like I didn't feel anything, I a hundred percent mean that. Like it was absolutely painless. But the crazy okay. thing was, dude, you could smell burning flesh. Ooh, because it's a laser in the eye, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it's cutting a U-shaped flap, like in my cornea. And then they're going to just like nuts, take something out. And the good thing, so like I think I, we talked about it briefly uh, before when I was like post-consultation phase. But like the difference between PRK and, uh, and LASIK, they're both pathways to 20-20 vision. But, a la- but LASIK, the recovery time is a lot shorter because they're only cutting like a U-shaped flap where they, t- they cut it, they lift it, they take something out, I think, and then they just put it back. And so like if you think how like a, a wound heals, it's like there's not a lot of like it's – just, it's just healing along the stitch line. You know what I mean? Okay. Versus PRK where they got to cut and they cut like an entire flap off. And so your, uh, your eye heals over the entire thing, which can take upwards of two weeks. And so I was really hoping not to use P or not to need PRK. Uh, right. And so that's why LASIK is like, oh, dude, you're, 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 you're back in like no time. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, right. Freaking technology, man. Right? Like who would have thought somebody, somebody like freaking came up with this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is how it's going to work. It's like, oh my God. Like what, how, what made you come up with this thing? Um, I, but Yeah. It was, uh, and so that was the first eye. And then the second eye is like the same thing, right? Like they come over and they, uh, they, they, they put the socket like holder, the second socket holder. And then it's like, all right, you know, it's 14 seconds, 12 seconds, so on and so forth. And then we were done. And I was given like one of those like really big, uh, sunglasses, and he goes it was funny because when, when we when i was done the uh the thing he goes dude you can go home on the subway and hmm. i was like well i guess in theory i could go home on the subway but you've also told me to keep my eyes closed i'm on valium i'm walking funny i was like no carolyn was absolutely right carolyn's like no we're gonna we're gonna just take a uh we're gonna take a car back it'll be it'll be fine and so um on the car right back i basically because like the, the feeling, the sensation in your eyes 
afterward. It's just like, imagine you're like, you've been staring at smoke for a little too long and it's just like things are in your eye and it's, there's like, it's a little burning sensation. And the best way to remove that burning sensation is just like blink a ton slash mostly just keep your eyes closed. Uh, the reason why they also ask you to keep your eyes closed is uh, so that there's there's not a possibility of like opening the flap up again, you know, because they put the flap down. But if you like, if you cry or you get something in your eye, you sweat, you rub your eyes, you could like really fuck up the uh, the healing process of it. And I was like, well, listen, I didn't freaking go through this thing just to have to go through it again, right? And so yeah. uh, that was last week. Um, there was a little bit of like, um, I want to say a little bit of sen- like light sensitivity the next day. But I um, was able to essentially follow the regimen of four antibiotic drops a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, bedtime. And then five minutes after each of those, it was four, uh, a separate set of drops of anti-inflammatory breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then bedtime. And then every hour they said, uh, initially they just, like, just put these um, synthetic tears in. Uh, basically just like, you know, uh, what were they called? Eye drops, uh, preservative free eye drops, um, as often as you need to. And then, so when I went back on Friday of, excuse me, Friday of last week to get like the, uh, the standard like post-op checkup, they were like, you know, doing the, uh, doing the quick initial, um, like eye tests to like all the, getting the, the, the basics or the, the, pre- the prelim data, right? And he goes, all right, you're looking like you've got 2060 vision right now. And I heard that and I go, well, that's not why I did this. I didn't do this to get 2060 vision. Uh, but then as I waited for the doctor to come in, the sort of one of the, the attendings, not the guy who did my uh, my surgery, uh, but one of the, like his under doctors or whatever, um, he said I had 2020 vision, and he said that the uh, wound, as he as he described it, was healing very nicely. Uh, the, and when he said was like, what you ought to do is, uh, you should try and put that water, like the, the synthetic tears and the eye drops as frequently as you can. He goes, the reason for that is your eyes are going to be drier than you think they are. And the, because of the nature of the surgery, uh, the neurons in the eye have to heal. And because they're not fully healed, the information that they're sending to your brain is not 100% clear right now. And so that is why the, the, the vision isn't totally there. So what I've essentially now been doing uh, is putting eye drops in like every 30 minutes uh, or, or as often as I can. Just because he said that the moisture from the synthetic tears will, uh, will lock in the new prescription. So he goes, the, the wound is healing very nicely. You don't have anything to worry about there. Uh, but why don't you just keep putting in the synthetic drops, uh, and then we should be good. And so that's, uh, that's where we're at right now. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty wild that I have LASIK and I can wake up and see, you know, it's also crazy. Like I can see in the shower. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff is, is kind of wild how I can, uh, just have vision which I never had before. Like, just being, like, needing glasses was 
better than the uh, contacts solution, sort of. But it's like, you know, my glasses get smudged so frequently, so easily. Um, and, and yeah, so now it's just, it, it feels so nice to, to not have to worry about that stuff. No, that's gotta be really cool. Uh, I have 2020 in my left eye and my right eye is like 2200. Like that shit's, <laughs> my right eye is terrible. Um, yeah. So I don't need glass. Like I don't need glasses for most things. My left eye, my left eye is able to, to carry the load. Um, because it's really just like long distance, right? So like my peripheral mm-hmm. vision is unaffected on my right side. Um, like playing sports, driving, even I don't, I don't need glasses. Um, I still wear them most of the time, but like, I don't wear prescription sunglasses for instance. So if I'm driving, like I ha- I might have something on my face. They just might be, um, they just might be, uh, you know, um, uh, I might be using my left eye primarily at that point. Um, but yeah, I've I've thought about it. I guess the idea is just like, do I truly like would I truly need it? And I've tried contacts. I can't stand them. I can't do contacts. So it's either glasses or bust for me. Sure, sure. I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. The other thing is like I have a astigmatism, so at nighttime it can be hard to drive when all the lights have that bloom effect. And so that was another reason why I wanted to get LASIK was like, if I'm going to be driving, because I predominantly drive at night, um, and I'd rather not have that blooming effect. It's like, hey, I'd rather operate a vehicle as safely as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what else can I tell you about this? Uh, but yeah, like... It, um, I'm still, like, tomorrow uh, on Monday will be the first day that I, like, I had to begin marathon training, and I, I couldn't <sighs> oh, work no. out. Yeah, I just couldn't work out beforehand, and so now uh, it'll just be a brand new world of, like, running without glasses, because there are days in the rain where, like, my glasses will fog up, or my glasses will get covered with the, the water, or they'll bounce on my face. That's one thing. I'm also very yeah. much looking forward to not having to buy prescription lenses. Because, like, even if I go, like, the direct-to-consumer route with, like, a Warby Parker or something, mm-hmm. like, yeah, their frames may be $95. That's not bad. But then, like, yeah. adding the cause adding the prescription for my astigmatism, doing blue light, doing anti-scratch, anti-glare, like, a pair of glasses will come out to, like, four or $500. And I'll yep. usually get two because you can't only have one pair of glasses. Like, what if one breaks? You know what I mean? And then same thing with pers- – like, I wore prescription sunglasses. I was the guy that would walk around with two pairs of glasses because because I had to, it felt like. And so it was just one of those things where it's like I am so happy to be moving forward. Uh, it was my birthday this weekend, and Carolyn got me – two pairs of like cheap sunglasses which is like all i've really ever wanted you know it's like these like really nice plastic sunglasses so that i can wear them as often as i'd like and not feel super precious about like just in case something were to happen like i'm not like oh it's like a day ruiner you know like if my prescription sunglasses break that's awful and i feel like i'm really sol there but with these like nice fashionable sunglasses that don't cost an arm and a leg, like, that's super. That the concept of that is super exciting to me. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would, I think that's going to be huge with the, um, just the running in general. I know you've talked about it before, just like the, the, the just the glasses on your face in general. I cannot imagine. I, when I work out, glasses do not touch my face. I can't. I can't possibly. And that that goes for anything like lifting to cardio. Like it just, it doesn't work. I don't even like to have sunglasses on my face if I'm outside, like running or anything like that. So, yeah, that's that's going to be. That's going to be big, uh, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. And so I am uh, very much looking forward to like this like, brave new world of, you know, just not having glasses on my face. But, but the, what's funny is I'm still getting used to my face. Like not having glasses on my face is such a, like, a foreign concept to me. And kind of like I have this bet of like, I, I was like adamant that I wanted um, vanity frames and just like frame my face and i haven't found like the right pair yet but there's a part of me that's like you know what my face like i'm so used to it that in a weird way even with lasik it's like you know what i kind of want glasses but that's just from a vanity perspective like i, I could i could 100 live without them but it's just like that that thought of like what what i feel like i look better in yeah but yeah that's that's really it i mean Positives, LASIK, 2020 vision, <laughs> but 2020 vision, and I still don't see my bags. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> I'm never yeah, getting these bags, man. I'm never, got, I'm never getting these bags. Yeah, you got me good there. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, how about, how, uh, how have you been? How's, uh, you know, we're coming into the middle of summer now. Any any fun plans coming up? Uh, how's Gordon been? Uh, so I think I mentioned last week that Gordon um, caught he caught a, a cold. He caught hand, foot, mouth, and uh, yeah. it wasn't really just just a cold. Um, and so we had to we actually had to take him to the to the doctors on on on. Uh, Gosh, I'm getting my days mixed up here. On Monday, because we we ultimately kept him home from school on Monday because he was just like coughing and and whatnot. And um, so we kept him home from school, and he was honestly just fine. Like he had a rough night that night, and then the rest of the day, like you barely heard him cough at all. Um, so they uh, they okayed him, cleared him to go to school. But nice. that uh-huh. same evening, I started to show symptoms, and uh, so I ended up having like a running nose cough. Like I just didn't feel great at all on Tuesday. I actually ended up staying and, and worked from home uh, Tuesday and Tuesday and Wednesday um, myself. And so my symptoms are largely going away at this point. <clears throat> but I do. I've mentioned this in the past. When I get sick, like it's like I, that mucus in my throat just doesn't go away um, quickly. And so I end up like having to cough occasionally just to get it out. Yeah. And it, it'll probably be here. It'll probably be around for like the next week, I guess. But otherwise, I feel pretty good. Like, my, my congestion is all gone. Um, I haven't really been sneezing too much or anything. It's just like a cough or two every now and again to clear up that mucus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you're on the mend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot, what else is going on? Um, oh, I, did I tell you about this? We So, I fucked up, dude. So... Uh-oh. What? In Illinois, the, the spigots out uh, and, you know, like the, the hose the hose lines 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a special type of seal where you don't actually have to shut off the water to the spigot in the winter time, so you, so you don't have to worry about your your pipes freezing. However, oh, nice. you have to disconnect your hose. If you don't disconnect your hose, water can remain in the line at that seal point, and oh, if yes. it freezes in the winter, it will break. And so I didn't disconnect it. And Lena and her mom had been doing a lot of gardening, and they were running the water a lot a few weeks ago. And uh, later that day, her mom went was in the basement and noticed there was a fuck ton of water down the, the walls. The carpet was absolutely Ooh. drenched. So they ended up having to like cut out some of the carpet. They like, and I was at work at this point. They like cut out a. Um, they cut out the section of the carpet. They went to Home Depot, got some like fans, dehumidifier, all that other fun stuff. Um, oh, because no. it only affected the basement, it didn't affect the fam- uh, the kitchen, which is directly above it. Um, it was largely just a basement job. So um, the we, we kept those for like two days and it cleared everything up pretty well. We ended up getting uh, uh, the drywall guy that we ha- we've had do a couple of jobs in, that, in our place. Um, he came through and he like removed the sections where like mold was growing behind and cleaned all that up, uh, you know, replaced the drywall, repainted the whole walls. And so at this point, it's just a matter of picking new flooring for that specific section because we're not replacing the carpet um, in the entire basement and we're not going to try to find a match. Um, so I think what we're going to do since my the workout area is over there is actually kind of extend. The, so the workout area, if you can imagine going down to the basement, it, you like go down to the basement, you do a full 180 to the right and against the back section is like the back left is where the damage was now on the right side there's actually uh there's a door and that door takes you to an unfinished section which is where my like workout space is a squat rack and all that other stuff and so um i we're thinking of putting down some like rubber mats so um to like somewhat extend the workout area. So if you were to open up the the door, for instance, you could actually do lunges from that section all the way to the uh, to the wall where the damage was and then back, you know, something like that. It would ultimately end up being a little bit cheaper and somewhat practical for us at least. So um, I don't know. We're still thinking about it a little bit, but I'm a little bit concerned about doing like a, because my original thought was to do the like flooring that we've done like vinyl plank or laminate planks something like that down there which is what we've um you know we did throughout most of the rest of the house but the floor is supposed to be super like leveled and i have no idea how level the floor is going to be down there and i don't know like is it going to be worth trying to do that type like it's also going to be a time-consuming job like laying all those laying all that down so i don't know we're still kind of on the fence about it, but I'm kind of leaning toward that that thought at least. Um, I feel like it'd be fairly practical, so we'll see. Yeah, well, I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah, yeah. Me too, but it's all right. That's one of those things, I guess, it's like the expensive lesson, but hopefully it's expensive that, that lesson doesn't happen again, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. When we were in England, I think it was when we were in England, I had that thought. I was like, did I disconnect the hoses? Because I knew it was a thing that needed to be done. It's just a thing that I didn't take yeah. seriously enough, you know? But you're, so you're right. Like, this, like, f- what, like $2,000 lesson after, like, repairing the floor, $2,000 lesson? Because we're not doing this through insurance. This is all just cat. This is just, this is just out the pocket. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, is there a reason why you don't do it through insurance? Because we already had a water claim on it just last year, uh, uh, insurance okay, rates sky like 
I've heard that they went up everywhere, but I feel like the water the water claim has to have been a significant reason for why it's gone up as much as it's gone up. Because it went up last year and it's going up again this year. And it's not a little. It's not a little. Um, so I guess just to do as 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 um do whatever we can to prevent ourselves yeah, from having sure. to pay out the ass in the future. That's fair. That's fair. Um that reminds me of like this concept of like uh when we go on vacation what I do nowadays is I actually remove the knobs on the range uh, so that I don't have that feeling when I'm literally traveling at the airport to be like, did I leave the gas on? I used to do this thing of like, oh, I'll take a photo, but I just felt like, you know what, sometimes I forget to take the photo. I even done the thing of like, I'll stand in front of the range and be like, you have removed the... I mean, you you have turned off the gas, the gas is off, thinking that if I just set it to myself, it would count uh, or work. It doesn't. Um, And so nowadays what I do is like, oh, you know what's really memorable is when I take off the uh, all four knobs and I put them uh, like, you know, essentially on the counter. Uh, So it just gives me peace of mind. Like, hey, I didn't leave the gas on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's smart. So what we actually do, and I think I've mentioned this before, is when we leave the house for long periods of time, um, like on vacation and whatnot, we, after the, the kitchen link, which, the kitchen leak, which, uh, as I've mentioned, we've had like three different plumbers looking at those pipes since it happened. None of them were able to identify what the reason was for it. And so, um, yeah, when we leave the house, we just shut off the water main for the whole house. That way we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> like random leaks in the kitchen ruining everything again. Yeah. So it's like these uh these, these little things that you do that's like, hey, no, this is different than renting. You know what I mean? It's it sure like, is. You didn't do all this just to freaking potentially lose it in some way. And so yeah. I'm sorry that you I'm sorry that, that happened, but you know, hopefully it's not uh hopefully it's, it's the last time that, that happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be more expensive lessons in the future, but oh yeah, there's always something. You know, this is there's always something. This is uh this is where like that that experience comes from. Though, like your parents, right? Your parents would give you um, advice, and sometimes your kid just has to make. Sometimes you have to make a mistake because it might make sense, but it just might not click the right way, right? Right. And uh, right. You just, you got it. You got to get hurt to feel it. You got to get hurt. That's so funny. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's just one of those things where you, you gather a lifetime of lessons and you tend to learn the lesson because you messed up. Right. And so it's not a big deal, but unfortunately, you know, you don't know what you don't know, unfortunately. Yep. And so, yep. It's just like, all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna try and uh, keep this as cheap, quote unquote, as possible. But you know, you never know how these things will go. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a shame too. Like you know, if we knew that it was leaking, like or sorry, that that was leaked. If we knew that it was it was cracked, the actual job to replace the broken the, the cracked part wasn't actually that that expensive. The plumber was able to do it, and he checked the front of the house too because we have two lines, and the front didn't break, which was also still connected, but the back did, and um, you know, like if we were able to catch it without the leak, it would have just mm-hmm. been like it would have been annoying, like. It would, but it, it would have been annoying, but it would have been like 10% of the, this entire cost. And um, so, yeah, like you said, you live in and you learn, right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I had for this week. Um, if that's all you have, I'm certainly happy to get out of here. Save your yeah, course. yeah. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See everyone next week. Thank you.